Welcome to Core de Femme, a podcast for the femme perspective. There's an overwhelming and inundated male perspective that has been dominating global conversations on the human perspective since forever. From business to home life, education to reproduction, it's time to create more space for a femme perspective as we continue to shape the possibilities for a meaningful life. We think about the male perspective as that's who inspired the Bible, pioneered and structured our nation, wrote laws, governed laws, made money and allocated money, head of state and head of house. Even the female reproductive system was identified and named by a man, Gabriele Fallopio, an Italian priest and anatomist. He coined the term fallopian tubes, which are commonly known as uterine tubes and ovarian tubes. But I think that just goes to show, like, as a woman, as a femme, our entire experience is often narrated by the male perspective. And we know that we need more female perspectives. All critical thinking requires every side to give an account because all sides paint a most accurate and complete story. So let's hear from her. Let's give her the mic. Let's give her a platform to tell her experience, her perspective, and in her own words, Welcome to Core de Femme, where her story is the story. What is up? This is Melinda from Core de Femme. I'm sitting here, not in the studio this time, I'm actually in my office, um, looking out to 4th Street, watching traffic go by. There's some light music in the background here at the Hive. It's a Monday morning, and I'm just feeling inspired. We just had an article um, launch in the Inlander last week. If you didn't get it, pick it up if you get this message. Otherwise, you can check it out online. Um, But it was just a wonderful article. Just, hey, we're out here. Here's what we're doing. I think it's really interesting to be in this day and age that we're in and this time that we're living in and the area (laughs) that we're living in. And to open a space like this, which is new for this area, and it might be a little confusing. I always want to just keep communicating, keep communicating. You know, that's what I'm doing right now in my own life personally. I am a full-time student at Lewis and Clark State College at the Coeur d'Alene campus here. All of my classes are online, which is super rad. I can work it around the things going on at the Hive, my family, my kids, my life partner, all my personal pursuits. I just get to curate this life for myself. That's what online school is. That's what's so amazing about it. But I wanted to talk for a second just about this idea of maternal leadership. And I'm not talking about women. I'm not talking about a gender. I'm talking about the verb of mothering, the leadership of that and living and growing and developing in a patriarchal culture that was never designed these life templates, these business templates with the needs and the specific needs of women and nurturing maternal leadership in mind. It's almost like all of these things that maternal leadership was responsible for in the home, when you bring those into the workplace, it almost counters what the original design, what the successful 
design is, what capitalism says, this is how you do things to be successful. And maternal leadership comes in and says, huh, that's funny because I was designed to care for people, not processes. Processes are important, but people are always, the humanity is always the top priority. This is how maternal leadership functions and thrives and operates. And it's actually what what causes us to be celebrated, to be celebrated. What do so many people talk about on Mother's Day? How amazing their mothers are, how they nurtured them, how they talked to them and encouraged them and cheered them on. I don't know about you, but I've watched a lot of sports. <laughs> My husband grew up in you know, baseball scholarship and sports, everything. I think he lettered in high school in everything. Um, and because of him, they stopped allowing athletes to letter in everything or something like that. So, you know, sports is a big part of our life. And really, when you listen to MVPs, you know, all of these trophy winners who are the most valuable player, how many of them say, I owe this to my mom, I did this for my mom? That is 90% of the parental recognition given by athletes, by renowned athletes, is to their mothers. So there is such a value there to that leadership, the maternal leadership, that I'm not saying isn't there with dad, with men in masculinity, it goes hand in hand. It absolutely is complementarian. However, maternal leadership needs to take the lead sometimes. It really does. That's how we remember that we're responsible for people, not processes. It will always go back to humanity. I mean, even in my religious upbringing, I, it was really ingrained in me that for God so loved the world, not money, not capitalism, not business success, financial accomplishments. It's the world. It's people. People. And I've just always clung to that. And sometimes it leads me out of institutions and out of jobs where I can clearly come to find that the priorities for the processes and profit so that's my own journey. I mean, that's not what I'm here about. I just wanted to talk for a minute about what we're doing here at The Hive and how this space leads with maternal leadership. There is a nurturing that happens here. Um, with maternal leadership, we make space. When you think about making space, I want you to envision a womb, a woman's ovaries, her reproductive organs, everything that happens once a month. We are making space. We're making space for life to flow, for life to be conceived. And I think about that when it comes to a vision or a practice or a job or a career. I see that as a life force. I see that as a life energy that we're called to steward. And what better way to do that by looking at that concept and honoring it just like you would for a child that you were bringing forth into the world. Maternal leadership makes space. It empowers towards thriving. The whole concept of a newborn is that you're nursing it day and night. 
you're diapering, you're dealing with shit. You're not just letting the shit pile up in diapers and then throwing the diaper in the back corner or sweeping the shit under the rug. Nurturing maternal leadership looks at it, looks at the shit and says, what have we been digesting? Is this healthy? Is it good? Is it too runny? Is this sloppy or messy? Because there's a difference between sloppy and messy. Community is messy. But just like maternal leadership will make lunch for her toddler and maybe bring them into the process and maybe peanut butter and jelly gets everywhere. That's messy, but our hope is that by the fourth, the fifth, the sixth, the seventh time that we bring our child into these processes with us, we get neater. They learn how to do it a little bit less messy. And then we get to decide, okay, is this a mess or is this sloppy? There's a difference there the growth and the development that can come out of a mess if it remains messy and it continues to stay messy and the mess gets bigger and bigger, that's called being sloppy. And every mother knows that that is kind of our goal as mothers is that we're going to help you. We're going to teach you how to tie your shoe. We're going to help you make a PBJ on your own, but we're going to help you do it so that you keep doing it self-sufficiently in better ways, in cleaner ways, in ways that don't make a mess and cause drama that really just empower you to be a developing human being. There's a trust amidst uncertainty with women, with maternal, maternal leadership. Sorry, I keep saying women because I'm so like women focused and I have been for so long. Um, but I really don't mean this as a gender. I mean it as a verb, maternal, uh, matriarchal. It's all gender neutral. So what does this have to do with the hive? Well, yes, this is, this, is, <laughs> this is where I'm at. And I just want you to know where I'm at because this space is, yes, it's part of me. It is something that grew in my belly and I grew it for two years and here we are and it's coming out and I'm just like, what are you? I don't even know yet. Like you had hair where I didn't know you had hair and oh my gosh, your eye color is different than I thought it would be and your personality is interesting. So I really see the hive as this, newborn that I knew I had a, a conception for, but when it enters into the world, sometimes it's not what you thought it was going to be. And I'll tell you real quick, the same thing happened with my daughter, Delia. If you know me, then you obviously know my daughter, Delia. She's just brilliant, a brilliant creative. And oh my gosh, here I go getting all teary about it. I just love her so much. But you know, the whole time I was pregnant with her, I was single, I was in a very dysfunctional relationship, and I was my own dysfunction. I had my low self-esteem. I really didn't know who I was. I didn't know who I was allowed to be. Um, but this whole time, I'm growing this life in my belly, and I was told I was having a boy. So I named, me and my partner named him Orion. Had to do with the stars and um, it was just a magical time. I wrote letters, I journaled, I spoke to this life in my belly and called him Orion. And then during my birth, here comes 
into the world a little girl, Delia. And it was just mind-blowing. Like, wait, I thought this whole time I was talking to Orion. No, I was talking to Delia. But did it matter? Did it really matter what gender came out? Did it matter who I was talking to while I was speaking life and love and nurture to this thing that I was growing and developing? No, it doesn't matter. (laughs) It's all nurture. And sometimes I wonder if the less we know, the less we want to design and create this life that's within us that we can't see yet and we don't even know its own personality, maybe we can just love it unapologetically, unconditionally, nurture it the way that we know how, because hello, if you're growing it, you're the master gardener. No one, I mean, yeah, grab your books, read what to expect when you're expecting, but you know what? You know your body. And any woman who's been through birth process, pregnancy, you know your body. You know when something's not right. Shoot, you know when you've missed your period if... (laughs) Ah, shoot, (laughs) right? Like, that's that moment. You don't need to get the pregnancy test sometimes. You kind of just know, and so you need the pregnancy test to actually confirm what you think you might know. But anyways, what comes out, comes out, and you love it anyways. And so what we're doing here at The Hive is just that. So I'm looking at fall programming, and I'm asking you, this community, Locally, do you consider yourself a leader in your industry? Is teaching or coaching a part of your passion or a part of your business model? Because right now we have, let me just tell you who we do have. Right now we have the amazing Dakota. If you're in Coeur d'Alene, you got to know Dakota. Dakota is just a talented human being. His voice is angelic. His style is magnetic. Um, I just love being around him. He leads our open mic because open mic to him is his time to practice. He practices his art, which is performance art. He's a singer. He's a songwriter. He's a poet. He plays instruments. This is what lights him up. And if you've never been to open mic night, just come. Just to hear Dakota. I mean, seriously, I would. But I really love hearing him do his thing because it stirs something in me when someone's doing their thing. I light up watching people do their thing. We also have a writer's night once a month. That's led by Alex from Bookishly Happy. Bookishly Happy is the, I think the last standing, correct me if I'm wrong, but the last standing used bookstore or the only used bookstore in Coeur d'Alene. And Alex is just, she's all about books. She's all about literacy. She's about storytelling. And she gets so lit up when we talk about books that I just, (laughs) I love it so much. So she leads our writer's night once a month. And she always brings resources with her. So if writing is something that you want to connect with other people on and just have a a group that inspires you and challenges you to keep going, come to our writer's night once a month. Alex um, leads us through a little practice where we do a prompt, a writing prompt. um, And then she brings different resource books for us to borrow. But really, it's just, it's really her. Like she just lights up 
talking about books and writing, and that's what this space is for. So we also have um, Carlin from Aluna Wellness. She's a member here. And Carlin does nutrition coaching, and she brings in her nutrition consults and I sometimes just get to hear, not that I'm listening in because I really don't do that. I like to put in my earbuds and do my own thing. But to hear someone passionately coaching another human being on how to improve their nutrition or some wellness um, practices to consider and because her desire is to lift you up, to let you experience and live optimal health in your life and how to do that the safest way, the most non-toxic way, the most holistic way. But she comes from such a place of experience and knowledge and wisdom, and it's really beautiful to watch. That energy is in this space. The words that she says to people just kind of float around, and I feel this ambition of, she's doing this thing for herself, and it's benefiting other people, and she has a space to do that in here. So that's what Carlin does. We also have Kimber London. If you have not met Kimber London, I suggest you do so quickly. She is a model and she's been on so many magazines. If you look her up on Instagram and scroll through her page, you'll just be like, oh damn, okay. She came here to, with this vision of hosting Coeur d'Alene Fashion Week, first ever. Um, I know she's in cahoots with Marmalade, which is rad because this is all local. This is all for local people, for, it's for you, it's for me watch Kimber come into this space and really bring that spark, that energy of here's what I was doing in LA. I want to do this here because this is an industry that's underrepresented. The fashion industry, modeling industry, um, production industry, it needs greater representation here. And it's because I love to do it. Kimber loves that industry and it radiates from them when they speak. That's who's here. Um, I've also been talking with Rosa from Be Kind Coffee, and Rosa is um, going to be hosting a pop-up here on Wednesday, and it's the first of many. And I'm really excited about this, this partnership that we're building here because Rosa has been online. She's been delivering um, her coffee to people here and there, but this will be a space for her to base her deliveries out of. Um, we're working on a little kiosk for her. So this corner spot of fourth and Indiana, you'll be able to walk up and grab a coffee to go. Um, and, and just seeing how this is changing, the space is growing and developing based on who's here and who wants to do things here. This is energizing to me. And I would love for you to experience this also. Pass along your spark in this place. Kimber um, has been doing modeling boot camps here, and my husband has been a part of it, Michael. And I can't even tell you, like, we are in our 40s. And I know a lot of people in their 40s who are just like, all right, I've arrived. I am at this place in my life where I'm just going to coast. I've got my businesses. I'm going to do these things. I'm going to get me a little dog, and I'm just going to love this and, you know. We're so not like that. We're just in life. And so to watch him get engaged with Coeur d'Alene Fashion Week, Coeur d'Alene um, models, and learn these techniques. 
<laughs> learn how to walk, learn how to hold himself. I mean, you know, he's a chiropractor, so he's all about posture, but he also didn't know there's ways to walk and ways to pose and stop. And, and he's just thrilled. He's thrilled that this new season of his life includes this and it never would have happened. Never would have happened if Kimber hadn't walked through these doors. And that's the power of spaces like this. And I want you to see yourself here. What spark do you have to pass along? What do you do? What industry do you lead? You can have a shop in town. You can have a full store online. You can, it doesn't even matter. This space hosts anything that you could pass along to someone else because that's what it's about. That's people focused. Um, I really like to have these conversations with business owners, like what is your template for a new hire? Do you have an onboarding process? Do you have ways that they learn skills? Do you send them to different workshops and classes or conferences to help bring that energy and new skills into your work, into your business? Like what are we doing? What are we doing as business owners to foster a sense of growth and development so that you are launching people perhaps out of your business and into their own. That's the energy. That's an ecosystem where if you have things in place where people can flourish and maybe tap into an element that makes them come alive, your hope should be that someday they leave. That is maternal leadership. That's saying, sweetie, I'm going to help you tie your shoe. I'm going to teach you about your menstrual cycle. I'm going to talk to you about how to communicate and how to date people safely. And then you're going to leave the roost. I'm going to push you out of the nest so you can fly. That's the whole purpose. I was talking to a woman the other day who's in production and film production, and she used to be an actress and she used to um, travel around with her dude who was in a band. And I just, I think she's such a badass. Um, (laughs) And so hearing her life story and then her telling me about this pivot in her life from acting to producing and how it started with a workshop. It started with a workshop. She took a workshop. That was it. And then she was like, okay, I've been in front of the camera for all of these things. And now I'm learning in this workshop about behind the scenes. This is my jam. That's what she said. This is my jam. This is where I'm want to go. This is where I want to go. This is what I want to do. And now she's here and she's doing amazing film productions. She's doing amazing communications, marketing, design projects that to me, I'm like, please let me hang out with you. I need to be around you and your energy. When are we hanging out again next? And she's probably annoyed at me, but that's okay. I don't care. She needs to tell me that. I don't care. I'm just going to keep pining away at um, being in proximity to her because that's, that's where it's at. That's where it's at, man. I mean, I directed a trade school in Denver and in he- here in Coeur d'Alene, um, And, you know, I'll tell you what, the clinic floor was my jam. It's my jam. There's people doing different things in every corner of the space. 
but there's an energy, a collective energy of pursuing something ambitiously and finding your passion and catching a spark. And then when you're watching the person you're working with light up, it does something for you. And I got to witness that and harness that and help point people in those directions with the purpose of launching them into their own career after their time at my school. It was amazing. It was fantastic. And that's all I want to continue doing. That is literally the only thing I want to see happen in this space. I want you to walk in and maybe be doing the work you do, or maybe just needing a place to be and find something, pick up a book, read one of the resources, get engaged in a workshop here. If you want to teach something, and you've never taught something before, if you if teaching or coaching is part of your passion or your business model, I'll help you. I'll help you. I'll help you create a class based on foundations of understanding a learning types so that your content can go and reach all different learning types. You know, if you're gonna stand up and just speak and talk and expect people to listen for an hour, you're gonna lose me, I'll be snoozing. There's a way to teach, there's a way to lead with these workshops and facilitate in a way that touches all different learning types. There's people who need to hear the heart, the mission behind what you do. There's people who need to hear that what you're teaching comes from a place of experience and education. There needs to be data and sources to back up what you're saying. There are people who need to actually get their hands in and tinker around with it, move around, feel their way through what you're talking about to really see how it works for themselves. And then there's people who are going to need to hear and understand and feel what you're saying, what you're teaching in a way that they can take it in their own and make it their own. There's a process to that. And I'd love to teach you that. That is our workshop prep class. And you can host a little 30 minute consult with me if you've done this before. If you already have content in a program, I can help you add the elements of diverse learning types. If you need help putting your content into an outline that is basic facilitation where you have an opening, you're connecting people, you have three main issues that you're talking about, and then how do you wrap this up and give them some kind of action plan to take away? I can help you create craft that also. There is help to get you started for that here. I want to help you. I want to come alongside you and take what you know and help you turn it into something that can light a spark for someone else. And you can charge for it. You should be charging for it. This should be a part of your business model. Yes, you have a skill, you have a talent. Charge for it. Because when somebody wants to learn something, they will pay for it. They'll value it more when they pay for it. You have that opportunity here. If you have a couple classes, make it into a course, a three-class course. Teach it here once a season here at The Hive. Teach it here twice a year. Whatever you want, let's talk about it. So that's a little bit. It's a lot, actually. But I feel like, you know, as this space grows, this is my, you know, Christmas letter that you get. Hey, so here's what's happening in my life. I really don't do those (laughs) Christmas letters. 
but sometimes it's good to check in. And we, me and Tiana have had such a wonderful time hosting Court FM. Um, we've gone through the four agreements. We've talked about um, 86 list, which was 86ing behaviors. We've interviewed people. Um, our next series that's going to be launching is all about sex, which we both love talking about. So I can't wait for you to listen in on that. And then we'll get started with another season soon. But I just wanted to check in and let you know what we're about here, here at The Hive. Court FM is recorded, mixed, and produced here at The Hive because we're just all about the DIY life. I'm recording here in my office. I have one of our um, podcast mics, which we keep in the studio, but I bring it into my office every now and then and just do some recording because this it feels good sometimes just to talk when you're leading things, when you're hosting things, when you're pursuing something. When you own a business, it can feel very isolating. So sometimes I talk to myself. Sometimes I just record myself. I mean, my notes app right now is just full of things because it has to come out somewhere. And I really, you know, I can't just unload on my husband every day. He's like, babe, (laughs) let's find some balance. I'm like, all right. So I just want you to know more about what this space is for, Think about yourself here, what you can offer your community here, what you could do for yourself here, and just know that that's why this exists. Let's keep adding to this beautiful local community with more resources, more um, classes and workshops to tap into skills to tap into an industry, to get to know it and to play around with it and see if something sticks so that we all keep moving forward. You know, we are moving into fall and fall (laughs) is a wonderful time where we get to put clothes back on (laughs) and, you know, do all the pumpkin spice latte and go to the orchards. I hope we can do that um, during a pandemic. I, I don't know. We'll have to see. But we all know that winter here is long and it's dark. And so while we're here doing the good work that winter has for us, which is this dormant time where we go inward, I think it's important that we still keep moving, that we still keep connected. So I really hope that you see this space as an opportunity for you to connect with people, for you to connect your community to the work that you do, I say yes. Yes to your unusual event that you're thinking about hosting. I say yes to your idea of a workshop that's never been done in this town before. I say yes because I get to do that. This is my house and I just want to welcome you in here. Whatever it is you want to do, whatever you want to contribute to the growth and development of this town, and I don't mean the growth and development in housing, I mean in people. We are growing at a rate that is insane (laughs) in housing, in numbers. But let's make sure we're still growing and developing on the human level. 
in personal and professional development, in communication. Let's keep talking about it. Let's, let's stay in contact. That's all I have for you today. Thank you for giving me this moment to keep talking about this space. I mean it. I just, I want to see you here. I want to see you doing what you love to do here. I want your art on my walls. I want your cameras in the space. I want you to try out things that you just needed the space to try out. That's all. I've got space. I'll hold space for you. Stay tuned for our launching of our shameless sexuality where me and Tiana talk about sex. We talk about playfulness, stigmas, bias. We even talk to two dudes who are masculine dudes and we have a great conversation to really look at men and women and how we've been raised differently and what that looks like and how we can continue to communicate our sexuality to each other in partnerships and friendships and relations. Be on the lookout for that. I wish you just the best today. Have a great day. Bye. Thank you for listening to Court FM. Court FM is a podcast mixed, produced, recorded, and supported by The Hive CDA. The Hive is a creative workspace. It's not your typical co-working space. There's no cubicles. There's no private offices. We are just a community of freelancers, creatives, independent business owners who use the space in a variety of ways. Come find your sweet spot here at The Hive. You can find us on social media at The Hive CDA. Or check us out online, thehivecda.com, where you can find membership rates, our booking services, and connect with other like-minded folks. Thanks for listening. <laughs>